The MMA on the Rocks podcast is intended for adult audiences and does contain some explicit content. So if you are not an adult, please make sure your parents do not know you are listening to this and do not repeat anything you hear on this show in front of them. Also a reminder that even if you fight recklessly, please remember to drink responsibly. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get to the show. Alright, welcome to MMA on the Rocks. This is episode number 46, which may or may not broadcast live on YouTube. It's Sunday, May 7th, and we're coming off of Cinco de Mayo weekend. I'm not going to lie, I overdid it on the tequila a little bit this weekend. I'm joined by my co-host, Jeff the Animal Wilson. Jeff, it's nice to see your face for a change while we do this. How you doing today? Bill, I feel great, man. The school year's almost over. I'm wrapping up my first year of teaching and, you know, had a good weekend of Don Julio, a good buddy of mine. Oh, yeah. I was I was getting into a little Don Julio myself. And uh, last night I was getting into a lot of different things. Uh, I, I know I ended the night with Don Julio, and I know I started with some uh, Herradora Añejo. Am I saying that correctly? I actually don't know what that is, so I'm going to go ahead and say that you are saying that correctly. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's say that I am. So Añejo is uh, aged tequila, so that's the darker color. It's aged usually in wood barrels, so much like whiskey. So I was sipping on some of that at the beginning of the night, and uh, at the end of the night, I was doing some Don Julio, which is uh, – I, I get the uh, the silver or the Blanco – tequila which i prefer i like to sip on tequila i don't really like to do it as shots i know we've talked about this uh several times on the podcast before i'm not big on tequila shots but being that it was cinco de mayo weekend and uh, i was with some rowdy company last night i did end up doing some tequila shots so i know how i started and finished the night for sure but Everything else in between is a little fuzzy. Uh, Friday, which was Cinco de Mayo, I did uh, go and get some Mexican food uh, at a local place. Actually, that you've been, you've eaten their food, Jeff, Santa Fe, uh, here in Clearwater. And uh, really nice Mexican food. I had a Modelo to wash it down. Uh, I know you're a fan of the Modelo, Jeff. So, yeah, it was a, it was a lot of, lot of tequila this weekend to, uh, celebrate the victory of Mexico over the French uh, many hundred years ago. And we celebrate by drinking our faces off and eating tacos because uh, that's what's important to us here in America. And I'm guilty of it as well. Did you do anything else to uh, celebrate the holiday weekend, Jeff? Uh, Not too much. I was kind of tired. It's been a long week, but, you know, enjoyed some Don Julio Friday. And quick history lesson, um, a lot of people confuse Cinco de Mayo for uh, Mexican Independence Day, which it is not. That's actually September 19th. So it's accurate what you Mm -hmm. said, that they held off the French at Puebla, um, which is a port town. Um, So quick history lesson there for those of you who are curious and if you're not curious well you'll learn something yeah you you didn't have a choice you heard it now now you absorbed it and you'll never forget that fact hopefully uh how are you drinking at don julio 
on the rocks out of dude, curiosity. Um, yeah, on the rocks. I wasn't uh, feeling the shots, so you know, yeah. took it easy on that. Yeah, yeah. I always say, you know, drink it the the way you want to drink it. You know, if you want to sip it, sip it. If you want to take it in a butt funnel, take it in a butt funnel. You know that old adage. Um, I, I prefer to sip tequila. Also, uh, tequila was originally created to be a sipping drink, and for some reason, I guess the the college fraternity culture here in America, we started doing it as shots. And man, it doesn't go down so smooth as a shot. Uh, I really do enjoy sipping on some tequila, neat, or uh, you know, sometimes a little splash of water, or on the rocks, of course. But yeah, so too much tequila this weekend, but. What are you gonna do? At the end of the day, I can't. I can't complain. I had a nice time. I I enjoyed this uh, this victory over the French weekend. Uh, so while we're on the topic of Mexico and defeats, big boxing match over the weekend, or you know, kind of debatable whether or not it was a big boxing match. Canelo Alvarez taking on Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who is of course the son of. You guessed it, Julio Cesar Chavez. Uh, it seems like he d- did inherit his dad's chin, uh, which is a pretty legendary chin in the sport of boxing. Uh, of course, uh, widely regarded as the greatest Mexican boxer of all time. Uh, son took a whooping last night. Did you catch that fight, Jeff? I did not. I caught the very last... 30 seconds of the last round. But, you know, according to the stats, it looked like Canelo won every round. He threw about three times as many punches. Yep. So, you know, Chavez Jr. got walloped. And Canelo, I know we were texting about it earlier in the week. Canelo's a phenomenon, man. He's a beast. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And uh, from what I understand, they already booked Canelo versus Triple G, Gennady Golovkin. That's going to take place September 16th. And Dana White has already put out a statement saying that uh, that fight has taken the date that was potentially going to be Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor, the the fight that may or may not happen, that everybody's sick of talking about So, uh, and, and hearing about. So we're not going to talk about it here. But it seems like... It was kind of inevitable last night that um, Chavez didn't really have a chance, and they were trying to build it up like he did. Uh, he's never had the greatest work ethic. He got kicked out of Freddie Roach's camp because he was skipping practices and and you know took off to Mexico without telling him uh, during a fight camp and and just doing silly things and just not training hard. He had so much natural talent, and I think he had a really harsh weight cut for this fight as well. So he didn't look well at the weigh-in. And like you said, Canelo is just a beast. So it'll be him at Triple G, which I feel like is the biggest uh, the biggest fight you can make in boxing right now, uh, you know, given the current scope of, of everything that's going on in boxing. So that fight already scheduled. It seems like they may have had it already planned before last night's fight even took place. Uh, so what are your thoughts on all of that information I just downloaded on you, Jeff. 
Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's, there's been a lot of talk about Triple G and Canelo going out at it. And I don't know how many people out there know this, but Canelo Alvarez, he had a kid early on. So he, well, not him, his girlfriend at the time. But mm-hmm. um, he has actually been a professional boxer since he was 15, which is amazing. I mean, he fought Floyd Mayweather at the age of 21, and he already had like 29, 30 straight victories. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think it may be a different story if if uh, Floyd and Canelo were to rematch uh, more recently uh, since Canelo has come such a long way. But uh, I don't think we're going to see that happen. It seems to be pretty difficult to get Floyd in the ring these days, even with uh, giant payday. But we won't go down that rabbit hole today. Uh, you know, if there's a fight officially announced, maybe we'll break that one down. But I know everybody's sick of hearing about it, so... You're not going to hear about it here on MMA on the Rocks. Speaking of MMA on the Rocks, which if you didn't know, it's what you're listening to. Uh, I put up some more YouTube content. So we're recording this now on YouTube. So we're giving the YouTube platform some love. I uploaded my newest uh, cocktail recipe yesterday. It's an original cocktail called an Appleberry Jewel or an Appleberry Crown Jewel because it uses Crown Royal Regal Apple. Uh, which is really nice. Uh, I'm not too big on the fruit-flavored whiskeys because they're typically a little too sugary for me, but the Crown Royal is real subtle with the sweetness, and uh, I was inspired to create a cocktail with it. So you can go on YouTube at MMA on the Rocks and check that one out. Jeff, have you had a chance? Don't let me down. Have you tried the Gold Rush cocktail yet? Bill, I have not. It's on my list of things to do. But unfortunately, uh, this week we're doing state testing over at my school. So it's been a little bit of a chaotic week. They, sure. Yeah, um, my school district makes the kids attend a full day of class after the state testing, which I'm totally against. I think we should all go home and be happier people. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Give the kids a break. It's the end of the year. They don't feel like doing shit anyways. Um, So speaking of breaks, we've had a long one from UFC. And, uh, you know, I'll get back to bugging you about the cocktails a little later. You got two to try now, Jeff, because we we got the new video up on YouTube. So everybody go check that out. And thank you to everybody who has already responded on Twitter. There was a couple people last night who – as soon as I tweeted out the video, they said, hey, I happen to have all the ingredients for this, and I already made it, and they they really enjoyed it. So check out those cocktails. I think you'll like them, and if you don't, it's a free video anyway, so you shouldn't be fucking complaining about it. All right, so uh, I'm all over the place right now, but uh, <laughs> we've had a break from UFC for the past two weeks, so we're building up to this huge UFC card next week. In Dallas, Texas, the heavyweight championship, Stipe Miocic, the current champion, defending against Junior Dos Santos. And then we got a strawweight, women's strawweight championship between Ioana Janjacic and Jessica Andrade. Uh, so let's dive into this card. I'd say we start, start at the top and work our way down. What do you think, Jeff? What are your thoughts on this uh, heavyweight championship fight, which is actually a rematch between Stipe and JDS. 
Yeah, so the first time they fought, it was just a bloodbath, if I recall. And Junior Dos Santos picked up the win against a younger, less experienced uh, Stipe Miocic. And it was just a bloodbath. Personally, I thought that uh, the decision went the wrong way. I thought Stipe won that one. But it was super close. And I'm excited for them to get it on again. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it was a close fight. I... I don't know that I would have called it a robbery, but uh, it definitely could have gone either way. Uh, it could have even been a draw, uh, the way the way I saw it. Um, but uh, Stipe, from what I remember, Stipe, I haven't watched this fight recently at all, so uh, I'm basically just pulling this out of my ass. But if I remember correctly, Stipe was the fresher fighter uh, towards the end of this fight. So, and... Uh, Dos Santos not really known for a tremendous gas tank. I mean, he he always comes in great shape, but uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see him go five rounds. This is an awesome fight, and these are two guys who love to stand up and box, so uh, that's why they're both always exciting. Uh, Stipe would definitely have the advantage in the wrestling department, but Junior Dos Santos has awesome takedown defense, so... Uh, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of wrestling in this one. You're probably going to see a boxing match with four-ounce gloves. And I think it's a really exciting fight. And, uh, you know, it's going to be in a big arena in Dallas. So, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. And the co-main event, Ioanni on Jacek, 13-0, undefeated women's strawweight champion, taking on Jessica Andrade, who recently dropped down from bantamweight one of the only women that i know of at least uh at this high level who has been able to drop from 135 pounds to 115 pounds and she's an animal jeff uh i think it's not going to be the walk in the park that a lot of people would anticipate for Ioani and jacek uh andrage is a big strong uh fighter who can really impose her will and, you know, make it a dirty fight for Ioana, who, you know, is going to want to keep her range and use her awesome Muay Thai skills. Uh, I think this has the makings for a real war. What are your thoughts on this one, Jeff? Agree with you 100%, Bill. And Jessica Andrade, she's no slouch, man. She's well-rounded. She's a good Muay Thai fighter. She's got some solid jiu-jitsu, and I think she can mix it up really well. I think you're right. I think Ioana and Jacek is going to have to pack a lunch for this one. <laughs> yeah um there's no there's no easy fights anymore i mean there's there's a lot of tough women in this division uh and speaking of which some exciting news that was just released the next season of ultimate fighter has just been altered i think it was supposed to be male middleweights and they decided that they're going to make it a, a featherweight division for the women which you and i have been advocating for the longest time on this podcast uh, so anybody who's who's been listening for a while knows that we've been wanting to see a 125-pound division for the women for the longest time. And uh, you know, there, there's so many there's so many gaps in women's MMA still because you know Bellator has a 125-pound division, but they don't have the 135. So uh, this will be awesome. So now we'll have 115, 125. 135 and 145 in the UFC. So the winner of the Ultimate Fighter season is going to be crowned a champion, which is the same thing they did with the women's strawweight. And that was a really exciting season. I I would like to see some current 
uh, UFC fighters on the roster participate in this season and change weight classes, either going up or going down. Uh, so any other thoughts on the strawweight championship match between Janjacek and Andrade or uh, the upcoming Ultimate Fighter announcement, Jeff? Yeah, I think it's a good move on the UFC's part, man. Get some flyweights in there. Uh, if they can, maybe bring in one or two fighters from Bellator that we've talked about because they're sure. exciting to watch too. So I'm excited. Uh, the UFC is doing some big things. And I hope that the flyweight division championship is a little bit more successful than the featherweight championship was uh, in the women's division because we remember that that matchup was a little bit messy and we haven't heard any upcoming title fights for uh, Jermaine Durandamy. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, some weird things going on there. Uh, Jermaine Durandamy, uh, that's a kind of a tongue twister. I get Ioana Janjacek just fine, but <laughs> Jermaine Durandamy throws me off. Uh, she was supposed to fight Cyborg, and uh, that got called off. Supposedly, uh, Durandamy has some personal issues going on. She didn't really disclose what they were, but that fight was canceled, and now Cyborg is going to fight Megan Anderson, who was the, or who I guess still is the Invicta 145-pound champion, and she's a, a big, strong Australian gal, and I think she'll put on a good scrap with Cyborg, but, uh, you know, Cyborg's a tall order for anybody in the world, I, I think, male or female, possibly. Uh, so moving down this UFC 211 card, we've got a welterweight matchup should be a title eliminator between Damian Maya and Jorge Masvidal. And a lot of people are confused why Damian Maya would take this fight since he should have been next in line for a title shot. Uh, very risky, very risky fight for him because Jorge Masvidal has some of the best boxing in the division and he has excellent takedown defense. Now Maya is going to be a lot bigger, so he may be able to, uh, use his size to get the fight to the ground, which obviously is where he's going to want it. But uh very risky fight for someone who was guaranteed a number one contender spot. And he made it seem like the UFC kind of twisted his arm and forced him to take this fight. And of course, um, Masvidal has been just uh, calling people out and working his way up the ladder and really making a name for himself uh, since moving up to welterweight. So that, that's the other thing that mentioned about this fight is Masvidal used to fight at 155 and he's going up. Uh, Damian Maia used to fight at 185 and he has gone down. So um, that may be indicative of the size difference there. How do you break this one down, Jeff? And how do you see it going? Hey man, Masvidal is a good striker. And initially I thought it was not the best move to call out someone who was ranked so high in the welterweight division, but he just got a really solid win over Donald Cerrone, man. And he put away Jake Ellenberger before that. So he's a, he's a solid fighter. And I think the size is definitely going to come into play. Masvidal is probably good at using his reach, but I mean, he's a tall dude. He's five eleven, but, um, you know, Demi and Maya is just a bigger dude coming from a bigger weight class and his jujitsu. We've talked about it so many times. He's world-class. He can, whether you like it or not, he's like a wave, man. He just comes over you like, like water onto the sand, you know, it's, it makes it look <sighs> so easy. Nice analogy. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's arguable that he, he does have the best jujitsu for 
MMA. Uh, I've said before that I think Jacare is the most aggressive jujitsu. Damian Maya is the kind of guy who doesn't want to hurt anybody or cause any damage. He just wants to, you know, get the fight over with. Um, it's an interesting matchup for sure because you have two very different styles, and Masvidal is definitely a lot more aggressive. But you know, Damian Maya has been in there with Anderson Silva, so. You know, he's, he's not afraid to, to stand in front of anybody. Although you could argue he was afraid to stand in front of Anderson Silva because he spent most of the <laughs> most of that fight on his butt scooting around trying to convince Anderson to go to the ground. Um, I, I know where that definitely won't happen, and that's in the fight between Frankie Edgar and Yair Rodriguez. So uh, another head-scratcher here because Frankie Edgar's ranked really high, but he's in kind of a odd limbo state because he's already lost twice to the champion jose aldo is that is that right did they fight twice because i yeah yeah um the second one i think was at ufc 203 or 204 and uh i think it was 200 yeah you're right you're right it was 200 and aldo regained the interim belt but since Conor McGregor had to relinquish his belt, they made Aldo the champion. And I think Max Holloway is interim champion yeah. at 145. Yeah, so they're going to fight soon. Um, so Frankie Edgar is in kind of that weird spot. I guess if he wins this fight and Max Holloway wins, uh, then we could get Frankie Edgar versus Max Holloway for the featherweight championship. Uh, there was also talk of Frankie Edgar dropping down to 135, but, uh, you know, he, that division is going to be pretty backed up for a while too, because you got the, the three top guys uh, at each other's throats, quite literally, in Cody Garbrandt, uh, TJ Dillashaw, and <laughs> Dominic Cruz. Uh, but what do you think about this fight between Frank Yeager and Yair Rodriguez? Uh, Yair Rodriguez very flashy, a lot of uh, capoeira style kicks in his fighting style. A lot of people would argue he hasn't really been tested yet. You know, he he wiped out. Uh, a very, a very tired-looking BJ Penn in his last fight, and then he looked great against uh, Alex Caralexis, uh, Alex Caceres. Alex Caralexis, I think, was the first season of Ultimate Fighter that nobody's ever heard from again. So I don't know where that name came from in my mind. Probably because I started watching the first season of Tough again uh, a couple of weeks ago. It's just uh, that's a really entertaining season. So, uh. Going off on a tangent, but this fight, Frankie Edgar, Yair Rodriguez, what are your thoughts, Jeff? This is going to be an interesting fight. Frankie Edgar always pushes forward. He's solid everywhere, very well-rounded, but Yair Rodriguez is super athletic. He can pull off kicks from weird angles. This is going to be interesting. Um, I feel like if Frankie Edgar is not careful, he could get caught especially Rodriguez is a young, hungry guy. So this is going to be a really interesting matchup. Yeah, definitely. Well, we know Frankie Edgar can definitely take a shot. He's got chins in the division and, you know, possibly in the sport, uh, especially after, you know, those huge shots he took from Gray Maynard's uh, standout. And then, uh, you know, his last fight, he got in there with Jeremy Stevens and and stood toe-to-toe with him for a lot of the fight. And uh, Jeremy Stevens has the kind of power that can put anybody out. And, you know, Edgar was able to overcome that. I think it's a really exciting fight. I think it will say a lot for Yair Rodriguez if he's able to come away with a victor, with a victory. Um, 
And I think if Frankie Edgar wins, it will make a statement about how relevant he still is in the division. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that he's been in such this weird limbo. Um, so another fight I want to touch on, Henry Cejudo and Sergio Pettis. This is an exciting, you know, some might say that this is a big step up for Sergio Pettis, but he's looked awesome in his last couple of fights. And, uh, we definitely need some competition in this division. We need somebody to to step up and, and give Mighty Mouse a fight. And, uh, you know, if, I, I would see the winner of this potentially getting a title shot, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Cejudo did lose his last fight to uh, Benavidez, right? But uh, what are your thoughts on on this fight, regardless of, of uh, title implications, Jeff? Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I mean, Pettis, young, hungry guy. Uh, he's pretty well-rounded, brother of Anthony Pettis, so he's got some some good uh, striking techniques. But Henry Cejudo, Olympic wrestler, man, tough dude. But he also got slaughtered by Mighty, by Mighty Mouse in like the first round. So I think I think you're right. As much as I hate to admit it, Bill, I think that Mighty Mouse has finally cleaned out this flyweight division. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you do anymore at this point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, unless young Sergio Pettis can come through and, and put on an impressive performance against uh, Cejudo and really make a statement, um, that might be a marketable fight for flyweight uh, if he's challenges for the title there. But uh, exciting fight. I think this card gets better as you go down the line. So kicking off the prelims or the prelims, main event of the prelims, Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier, this should be a barn burner. Uh, you got Eddie Alvarez coming off his loss to Conor McGregor, obviously, and uh, you know Dustin Poirier looked great in his last fight against Jim Miller. And before that, he got knocked out against uh, Michael Johnson. So both of these guys have lost to Conor McGregor, uh, the current champion of the division, who uh, his son was just born over the weekend, I believe. Um, so what do you think about this one, Jeff? This this one's going to be uh, pretty explosive, I think. Yeah, man. This could have performance of the night, man. Eddie Alvarez, well-rounded. Solid wrestler, really good striker, and Dustin Poirier, man, he lately he's he puts on shows, man. Yeah. Uh, before his loss to Johnson, he had strung together uh, about three or four wins. So uh, this is going to be a really fun fight to watch. And I like like you said, up and down, this card looks awesome. I'm really yeah. excited for this entire card. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I, I would have really loved to see Eddie Alvarez uh, take on Nate Diaz. Uh, it, Coming off that title shot, I I think that would have made the most sense. But uh, you know, Nate Diaz has said publicly, I guess he's gonna lay low, and he really is holding out for that Conor McGregor fight. So uh, that's the story there. And uh, the sleeper fight that I feel like not a lot of people are gonna be talking about, but it's probably the fight I'm most excited for on this entire card, and that's Chaz Skelly against Jason Knight, who they call uh, the Redneck Diaz brother, I think. <laughs> Um, and I remember, I remember talking about Jason Knight uh, a long time ago. If you go back all the way to episode two of MMA on the Rocks, so 44 episodes ago, 
Uh, it was another tequila episode, if I remember correctly. And I remember uh, telling everybody to keep an eye out for Jason Knight. This guy has really exciting style. I mean, he goes at a crazy pace from bell to bell. And, of course, Chad Skelly does too. So these two guys have very similar styles. They have very similar records. Uh, Chad Skelly is 17-2. Jason Knight is 16-2. Jason Knight absolutely demolished Alex Caceres in his last fight and uh, tapped him out with a rear naked choke. He's just got like so much energy and he gets so angry and he talks shit throughout the fight and he's really exciting. And, uh, you know, Chad Skelly has a very similar style. So I think this one, this fight has the potential for a fight of the night as well. Uh, what do you think about this one, Jeff? Yeah, man, Jason Knight, I can't tell if he's a really good fighter or if he's just half crazy, but he's so <laughs> fun to watch. Um, I remember uh, seeing that Alex Caceres fight and he, you know, he was just pretty dominant, keeping up a really high pace, relentless pressure. And Chas Kelly, I don't know too much about, but his nickname is The Scrapper. So I imagine there's a good reason he's earned it. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I think it's going to be really awesome. So uh, the the bottom half of the card is uh, some, some lesser-known fighters. David Branch at, versus uh, Christoph Jotko. That should be an interesting fight. I know... Uh, the UFC has been slowly building Jotko up, and he's got a huge fan base. And then, uh, you know, we got we got some lesser known fighters on the rest of the card, but that that usually makes for really exciting fights. So I can't wait to see this card. I'm actually going to be out of town next weekend. Uh, I'm going to Disney World, Jeff. Uh, so somewhere. In the area of the Magic Kingdom, I, I plan on uh, I plan on watching these fights. Um, you know, maybe maybe with Mickey Mouse, maybe not, uh, but somewhere. Uh, you know, I when I first moved down here, we uh, we got some Disney passes, and I realized that they expire um, after six months or something. So, got to use those up. Going to the Magic Kingdom. So, if anybody has some recommendations. Uh, so any big Disney buffs that listen to this uh, fighting and drinking podcast, <laughs> please send them my way uh, on social media at MMA on the rocks, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, I've been into Instagram a lot more lately. been putting up some memes and some funny things. I have to always text them to Jeff. So he sees what I'm putting up because Jeff's not on Instagram, but he is on Twitter at animal underscore Wilson. So, you know, if you want to uh, get on there and have some MMA debates with Jeff, he's always up for that. Uh, any other comments about the rest of this card or Disney World or anything alcohol-related or social media-related, Jeff? Yeah, real quick, I refuse to make an Instagram because it's annoying. And <laughs> and two, um, going back to that Jocko fight real quick, he's fighting David Branch, who he's not too well-known, maybe to UFC fans, to the casual fans, but I've been following this dude for a while. He used to train out of Hoboken, and I think he's at Henzo Gracie, New York now, uh -huh. uh, which is the headquarters of Henzo Gracie. And yeah. David Branch, coming out of the World Series of Fighting, he was the light heavyweight and middleweight champion at the same time. Uh, so this dude's a tough guy, man. I don't know if Jocko 
is, I mean, Jocko's a good fighter, but I think he's going to have a real tough time with David Wrench. This dude is legit. Yeah, um, all great points. Uh, the only counter to that would be that uh, champions from other organizations that come over to the UFC uh, tend to not have the best luck. Um, but I, I'm really excited about that fight too. So I'm excited about this whole card. Uh, I'm excited to, to go to Disney World, of course, but I, I might be a little more excited for UFC 211 from Dallas, Texas. The other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, if you don't have anything else on UFC 211, a fight announcement between uh, Stevie Ray and Paul Felder, which I don't know off the top of my head when it's going to be, but whenever it is, I think it's going to be awesome. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think this is the fight you wanted to see, Jeff. And, uh, you know, the UFC uh, made your wish their command. So what do you think about that one? Super excited, man. I was talking about how Paul Felder, uh, well, not on the show, but we've texted about this, about how Paul Felder would be a good matchup for Stevie Ray. They both push the pace. They both move forward. It's going to be an awesome fight. I'm excited for that one, too. Yep, agreed. So a lot of great action. We've had a long layoff, and it'll be great to get some uh, some UFC back in our lives. And uh it's pretty much all i got um uh the other thing i wanted to say is make sure you guys are using uh the hashtag if you're drinking during the fights i want to know what you're sipping on hashtag mma drink talk i always check it and i'll always uh retweet anybody who uses the hashtag pictures of your drinks are preferred uh new and unusual recipes always welcome i plan on putting up some more youtube content uh the uh, poll I put out on Twitter, it seems like a lot of people want to see a tequila cocktail. So uh, I'm going to put together something interesting for you guys that I think you're going to like. Um, I've been doing a lot of research this weekend, obviously, with the tequila. Uh, drank way too much of it. So it's all uh, fresh on the old dome. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to put something together unusual. I'm going uh, to do an original tequila cocktail and i think it's gonna be fun uh jeff you got some catching up to do you got a couple of cocktails to try uh from the youtube channel we got our gold rush we got our appleberry jewel so go check those out and if you try them take some pictures tag me on instagram tag me on twitter uh tag me on facebook uh, and let me know what you think of them uh feedback is always always appreciated if you're watching this on youtube because th this may or may not be on youtube you can also find MMA on the Rocks on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. So please check it out. And if you're digging the show, leave us a rating. And if you're not digging the show, let us know why. Uh, so we can ease or, or not give a shit. Uh, more likely the latter. All right. So for Jeff the Animal Wilson, my name is Bill Welker. That's all we got. Cheers, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>